Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Dallas, you're here to talk about there's no next thing in retirement today. Tell me what you're talking about. Thanks, Michael. Tell us what you're talking about. Tell, us, tell, yeah, tell, tell, tell the world at large. Um, so the concept here, I was, I was talking to a mate of mine the other day who's, uh, him and his partner have just finished paying off a, a small debt they have and, and we started talking about what, what the next thing is for them and it made me realise like at most stages of your life, there's kind of, there's the next thing on the horizon. So what I mean is, you know, when you're at school, the end of school is the next thing and, you know, getting out of the workforce and then you sort of, you know, uh, meet someone and, and then you know, often then getting married is the next thing and then you get married and, okay, well, we're saving for a house. And so for these guys, it was the debate of, you know, do we, it was, it was sort of very, there's very clear pathways or progressions throughout mm-hmm. your uh, throughout your life and it, and you actually don't really need to spend much time thinking about what you want next because it's all kind of laid out for you to some degree so for these guys it was a discussion of do we have kids or buy a house but e- either way there was a very clear like there, there was no option to run away and join the circus it's it's like this these mm. you're either going to do this or you're going to do this and both of them are sort of then easy to plan for financially because you go we're either going to do this or we're going to do this we sort of all have a rough idea of what each of those things looks like. And it got me thinking that, you know, then you move throughout your 30s and your 40s and, you know, the next thing, have kids and then the kids get to school and then the next thing is the kids finishing school and the thing is the kids, you know, getting off your hands and then the next thing might be you get to your 50s and then the next thing is is retirement or is semi-retirement or is something in that progression. And I think there's, we've touched on a few times here, sometimes in those early years of retirement, um, for people, it can be a hard thing to grasp that. Uh, you know, what's the purpose? What's the? And I think mm-hmm. it's not just that there's not necessarily things that are filling up your day throughout the time. It, it's also the fact that there's no then, there's no progression. You can't, you kind of you've ticked the box. You 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 had to get to this much in retirement savings. You've got there. You're retired. And then the next thing is nothing really. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. There there are. And again, I feel like this is one of those podcasts. I don't actually have a real thesis to go with here. I just thought it was an interesting concept that for people who are listening to this, you, you're probably thinking of that, okay, the next thing is retirement. And, and it's 100% important to plan for and think about and, and have a target in mind and work towards that. But I think it's also important to go, right, what, what will happen then? When, what, does, what does life in retirement look like? What will be that next thing throughout our retirement? Yeah, look, it's obviously a good thing to, to think about. Um, never thought about it in the terms that you've put it, uh, I, I guess, there. Um, there are, I mean, you, you do see people in retirement pick up and move. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I actually think there's probably a fair bit of that sort of activity throughout retirement that's almost like people trying to create the next thing. So, you know, we, we've seen this before where you have people they'll buy this caravan and then, nah, that caravan's not quite right, sell that one, buy this mm. camper van, then sell this car and buy this car. And there's, there's a lot of activity happening and you often don't 
I don't know why. It sort of seems like activity for the sake of activity, but I think maybe there's something in that where it's people move house or move location or move closer to the kids and they move further away from the kids and they go here and they go there. Now. And I think there's some subconscious search for always having to have that progression or, or next thing to focus on. So, I don't know. Any thoughts? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I've got some thoughts. If you just want me to keep talking, we got to find an end. To we got to find an end. No, I, I actually know. I've I've had this debate or this discussion with my parents actually as it relates to their retirement, and um, I, I sort of think there's two ways to go here, and and you know. I won't get started down the road of the ultimate meaninglessness of life and we're all going to be dead in 100 years anyway because I do that every day when we have a coffee and, and you shake your head at me half the time. But I think the concept is when, you, when you've ticked that box and you're in retirement and you go, okay, well, we wanted $80,000 a year in retirement and Dallas and Michael said that we needed to get to $1.6 million and, and we've done that and we've got it all into an account-based pension. And okay, we can now draw this income stream forever and a day and we've got that money invested correctly and we've you know, got it in a tax-effective way and we've got a drawdown plan for, you know, we're going to do this when markets are down and do this when markets are up and all this sort of thing. There, there, is, no, there is no logical next thing. And so the only two ways to approach that are either, number one, accept it and just go, right, there, there is no next thing. There, there is only, I'm 62, I'm 65, I'm, I'm going to be retired and I can just look for the the little day to day things that I actually want and 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 the reason I say this is because it seems like there's two camps of of my clients who are retired there are some that that are that are very comfortable and very happy in in that way and like I've got I've got clients now who they kind of go we get up go out you know oh yeah the lawn needs to be mowed I'll mow the lawn I'll you know go and read the paper I'll sit down and have a cup of tea and then they're not they're not they've sort of gotten comfortable with the idea that there is no great big thing that I've got to be trying to work towards or anything like that and so I think those people it's quite simple for the other pe- for the people that aren't able to do that or, or don't want to do that I think the, the the key here is that you have to you have to go and find your own thing that that is because there's, there's no there's no set pathway there's no set thing that everyone else around you who's 68 years old is doing everyone who's 68 is doing completely different things and some of them are just you know having a cup of tea and mowing the lawn and and enjoying you know spending time with the grandkids and doing that and then others are you know building you know weird and wonderful things in their shed and other people are you know going and traveling around the world and i think you've either got to get comfortable with the idea of they're not necessarily being a next thing or you've got to if, if you know that you're not going to be, if you're not going to be comfortable with that, you've actually got to sit down and logically and rationally think, okay, what is the next thing that I'm going to choose that is important to me or that I think will add some structure to my life? And that, and you know, this is where I think you see people joining, you know, the Rotary Club or the Lions Club or something like that. And it becomes, it's like they're the, the president of the, of, of the free world. It's, it's, they've created a thing where they go, I think this is important. I think it's meaningful and I'm mm-hmm. going to, focus my attention and my energy on this thing and i think my experience is that i've seen people who are retired in either of those two camps and they both they're both happy and enjoy their retirement and have a fulfilling and 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 pleasant life mm. it's people that get caught i think in between the two that that really struggle in retirement where 
they they don't they're not happy just you know enjoying the day to day and 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 enjoying their life but they haven't actually really given the thought to what they want that next thing to be and so they're sort of a bit discontented with all the spare time and a bit discontent they don't feel like they're achieving anything they don't feel like they have a purpose but they're also not doing the work required to go and find that next thing to move on to yeah, look, it's very hard to it's, – it's, it's a hard topic. Um, you know, you're looking at this through the eyes of a 30-something. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at this through the eyes of a 40-something a yeah. person, late 40s. Yeah. Um, and, you know, our listeners, uh, most of them – Most of them are still working. Yeah. You know, most of them are, you know, are yeah. in, their, in their 50s and they, they – um, by and large, the current and the next thing that they're working on is is is, is, is funding their retirement. Yeah. So, look, it's, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say what someone is thinking. People yeah. don't. People people find it difficult to verbalize to verbalize what they're thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And that, and that's I guess the thing. It's it's not as though that those people that you know, and you would have seen the same thing. People that sort of struggle to adjust in those early years of retirement no one's actually coming out and saying i'm really struggling with the fact that there is no next thing and that there's no mm. it's not yeah and a lot of the time they're not even con- even if they were conscious of that they probably wouldn't be able to verbalize it, but they may not even be conscious of it as well it's all sort of subconscious and and it's a it's a tricky thing because we're, we're not that's why i think it can be such a disconcerting time is because it's the first time for a lot of people in 65 years when they don't have the, the next thing that everyone around them is striving towards or going towards. So, what do we do about this, Dallas? <laughs> this is this is going to be one of those podcasts that just cuts off halfway and like a... No, I think... I actually think the, there is some... Not so much action steps, but things to think about from, from today. And again, I think that I find this interesting when you see this with couples and you would have had the same thing. You often have a couple that they both retire at the same time. One of them immediately is, is comfortable with the idea of there's no, uh, this is it now. Like we don't have to work towards anything. All of the striving and the effort and the saving and the this and the that and the, you know, taking care of the kids and getting them off our hands and, you know, doing a good job trying to raise them. We're now at a point where we don't have to have that. And so... I think that if you're if you're approaching retirement, and obviously if you're listening to this, whether you're a year out or ten years out, you are. We're all approaching retirement or and mm. the next phase of our life. I think you have to actually really sit down and think about the fact that you you are probably in one of these two categories. You, you're either the sort of person that is going to be comfortable and quite content, um, not having to have some bigger, higher purpose to strive towards, or some structure to their day or something like that and and if you're in that group that that's kind of fine you 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 know that you will actually enjoy your retirement and and you'll probably find little bits and pieces that you that you'd enjoy and and you'll fill your days and you'll be quite happy if you're listening to this and you think oh that's probably not me like i and 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 i think most people are self-aware enough to know they're either going to be one or the other There, there are a lot of people that we talk to that that know that that I don't want, I, I know I'll need something in return. I'll need something to fill my time with. I'll need some structure and some, some you know, set things to do throughout that time. And it's not even the fact that you have to go and find that thing now. But I think if you're 10 years out from retirement, the couple of things that you can do around planning for that is, 
is, is financially planned for it, but also start to think about, okay, I've probably got a bit more time on my hands now that the kids are, kids are off. Rather than come home on, you know, on the weekends and go, oh, well, I'll just you know, watch some Netflix or, or do something like that, it's probably a good phase of your life to go, okay, well, I'm, I'm approaching retirement. I know I'm going to want to be pulling out work soon. I know that I'm going to need something to fill that time. Yeah. You know, whether that is volunteering somewhere or whether that's, you know, getting back into some craft that you were really into when you, when you were younger and you, you didn't have time because you had, you had the kids and, and work and all that sort of thing. I think there's some planning that you can do around finding something to fill, to fill that gap and to fill that void of what, what work was sort of working towards your retirement was, was ultimately doing. And, and I guess that's the other part of it is that you may well get into retirement and go, the thing that I thought I was going to fill my time with is not actually that enjoyable or I don't really, it doesn't really do it for me. You then, you, if you're that sort of person, you probably will have to go and find the next thing and, and the next thing <laughs> and, and try different things on until you find something that, that gives you that, that drive to go and do that or to structure your day or fill in your time. So, there's no necessarily concrete thing to do, but it is just something to think about. And I would say that last five years in particular mm-hmm. of your retirement is you are still working full time. You maybe don't have as much spare time, but it's, it's a good time to try different little things on and just mm-hmm. try a hobby or try a craft or try volunteering somewhere or, you know, all those sorts of things. It, it's, a, it's, a fa- it's a phase of your life where there's no, because there's no, there's no set path for this is what you will do to fill your time in retirement in the same way that I think there is throughout much of your life. It's up to you if you're the sort of person that isn't, if you don't think you're going to be happy with just the, the, the day-to-day, no one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to go and find those things. So it's it's a good thing to start thinking about leading up to retirement. Yeah, and I guess you can ask yourself the question, so, you know, of course we see people that say we want to retire on this date because yeah. we plan to jump in the caravan and travel Australia for the yeah. first two years or, or we plan to. I had some other clients that um, uh, unfortunately COVID through a massive spanner in the works here because they'd only just left, but their plan was to travel um, North America and then yeah. and then Europe for the first five years of their retirement. So, yeah. so it's a very, it's very there, there's a reason why they couldn't work any longer is because they couldn't yep. do that and work at the same time. Yep. And yeah, I mean, there's other people that that work physical jobs. Yes. And and um, yeah, they get to that stage where they say, okay, well, yeah, you know, I, I can't actually. It's getting actually. It's actually getting physically too hard yep. for me to work. And then there's some other people that that work, you know, non-physical jobs or yep. or or um, knowledge-based jobs. Yeah. And they have no plans to travel, and they don't have any distinct plans to to do anything. And 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 um, uh, in some respects, they they yeah. I mean, a lot of the times, uh, I have seen people regret re- retiring yeah. because they they, have, they, they, didn't, they didn't have anything to retire to. They were just yeah, they and they, and they enjoyed what they were doing. Yeah, and um, uh, I guess the happy medium for them for 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 a lot of those people is they actually a lot. Yeah, quite a few of them actually go back into part-time part-time work yeah, or or consulting, consulting and so yeah. forth, and they and they appear to be a lot happier there because they don't want necessarily the the forty-hour work week. Yeah, but uh, they but they don't want it to go to nothing. Yeah. either. Yep. Yeah. No, that's right, and and I think that's that's a good point. Is that 
sometimes sometimes the thing that you can have to fill your sounds a bit counterintuitive, but the thing that can add some structure to your retirement is is a bit of work, and and mm. whether that's paid or unpaid, it, it does. It helps, it, and it, I think it definitely eases that transition for those people as well. Is it like you say, you can go from five days a week, you might cut back to three days a week, and then over time, by its nature, then you will find a few things. When you've got four days a week, you've got a four day weekend every weekend, you're going to find some things that you try on over time that you you might then get really into something else, and that might, might, might be the next phase is to then cut back to two days a week, one day. And I think you're right there, that that's something that that we've seen work well for our clients that they like say it's, it's a very clear cut if, if physically you, 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 you don't feel that you can work or can continue to work and, or, or you have something that you really want to go and do like travel that is stopping you from working but for a lot of those people that don't they sort of had a target or have a, a time frame of I want to retire at 62 or 65 but they don't necessarily have anything that they want to immediately fill that time with that can be a way to, to ease that transition as well. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.